Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Big Fell Strength Podcast. As always, I'm Austin Antrop. And today, we'll be talking about um, programming conjugate method. And for, uh, for all you, I guess, novice slash beginner lifters, strength lifters out there, um, how to really program it because I know there's a lot of independent lifters out there who find something and they stick to it and you know it usually costs some money and here you've got one of the best programs in my opinion out there and if you understand what conjugate method is it's completely free if you know how to program it so um and i i feel like it's not exploited enough um just just a quick number um for for you guys there have been in in 2019 before the pandemic there were a total of 400 geared multiply lifters that competed and that's a international, or actually, that's a national number. Um, and it might be international, but as far as I know, it's a it's a national number for the United States of America. Um, Four hundred lifters. I don't know how many male and female, but in total, there were four hundred lifters who competed multiply um, in gear in suit. So if there were 400, 400 people lifting multiply, you know, obviously there's more raw competitors out there. So the number's going to be a little bigger, maybe a lot bigger. But in the grand scheme of things, there's not a lot of us out there. There, there are not a lot of strength trainers slash power lifter, um, you know, competitors that are out there so if i have four people who listen to my podcast you know and they're all independent raw or geared lifters you know that's that's a very small fraction of a very small fraction you know so um but anyway, I'm I'm today I'm going to be talking about how to program conjugate method for you, you guys that are out there that might be looking for a workout program, um, or for one of or for any of you guys that are out there looking for just a new program to try. And so we'll get started here. Um, and first off, I'm going to say this. A lot of you who I'm talking to, and I only know this because I experience it myself, pay that $35 a month for a program, and you just keep using it religiously. And some of you have found great success with it. Some some of you have found some mediocre success with it, but the the point I'm trying to make is if you're not getting to the numbers that you want to be at 
then why are you still using it? It it doesn't work for you, so why are you still using it? If you're putting money into something that you could be getting for free, I, I challenge you. This is what I challenge you to do. If you're listening, I challenge you. You guys that are out there that are doing some different program that you're paying for and not getting any anywhere with it. I challenge you to listen to this podcast, learn how to program a conjugate um, routine, and I challenge you to use it for a month. Finish the program that you're on, look at the success that you have with it, if you have any at all after that month, and then I challenge you to use a month of conjugate training. And then... Make your decision on whether or not you want to stay conjugate or go back to the old the old program that you were using. I want you to make your decision based off of the results you get. Because you have nothing to lose. You're not getting anywhere with that old program. So if you do this no, new program and you don't get anything out of this new program that you've made for yourself... You don't lose anything. All you lose is time. And in all honesty, taking that break from that program will probably help you make more gains because you're doing something different. You're switching it up. If that makes sense. I hope it does. Um, But anyway, programming, right? As I said before in my other conjugate uh, episode... It is conjugate method, the definition, is doing the same motion but in different ways. So a lot of people like to break conjugate method down into you have a day for heavy, heavy training, and you have a day for speed training, getting faster and getting stronger. Those are your two... Two different things that you should be working on with conjugate. So, when you're programming, right, you have a max effort day and a dynamic effort day. In your max effort day, your reps and sets, your rep to set ratio is looking, you're only doing one rep during each and every set that you do. So... For example, nine by one bench press. We'll say it's max effort or max effort upper body day. You're gonna do a bench press, and it's gonna be nine by one. You're gonna work up to ninety percent. Any max effort thing you do, you should be trying to work up to ninety percent or more. But you also shouldn't be always working up to above 90%. There are some days that you need to taper down and just do what the program calls for. But if you're feeling really good and you want to hit a PR, go ahead and hit that PR. So you're going to hit a 9 by one right, for your max effort day. And that's when you're going slow and you're working with the heavy weights 
right? So let's look at our dynamic effort upper body day. Then you're going to be doing something like a 10 by 2 and you're going to be working on speed. So you're going to lower the percentage significantly, probably anywhere from 65% of your max all the way to 80% of your max and no further than 80. And really just working on performing that motion super fast for two reps. Because while you're working with a, a um, substantial amount of weight, you know, you're working at 80%. That's still a lot. You know, that 80% is still a lot. 80% of your max is. So when you're working on 80% of your max with speed, it's going to allow you to get stronger, but that's not going to be its focus. Its focus is going to get you to be faster with the bar. Right? So that's that's the difference between a max effort day and a dynamic effort day while using a conjugate program. Right? If you're lifting heavy with low low repetitions, high sets, what do you think your accessories should be? They should be the same. You should be working a five five by four. You know, not too many not too many reps, enough to get some work in, you know, but more sets than you're doing reps because you're gonna be if your goal is to do in total 40 repetitions, right? 40 repetitions doing some kind of accessory. Let's say you're doing a dumbbell press. You're trying to do 40 repetitions with 70 pounds in each arm. So split that up to where you're working because 70 pounds in one arm is pretty heavy. Split that, split that up to where, yeah, you want to hit 40. Well, what's... What's, uh, I don't know, what's 8 times 4 or 8 times 5? That's 40. So you want to have 80 sets doing 5 reps instead of doing 2 by 20 or, you know, 4 by 10. So because this is your heavy day, you're not necessarily working on pumping pumping out that accessory you're more focused on going heavy and really working on gaining strength your dynamic day right your dynamic day you're looking for that four sets of 10 because you should lower the weight to if you're working at 70 for four 70 pounds in each arm for four reps for every set that you do then you need to take it down to like 60 or even 50 and you really need to just work on the speed of that movement right you'll still be getting work in but like I said the primary focus on that dynamic accessory is speed so anyway same thing goes for max effort lower max effort or dynamic effort lower 
So let's talk about the different things you can be doing to apply that, you know, same motion but in a different way. So on your first day, if you want to hit a max effort upper, you can work with a, just a regular bench press, work up to 90, and then go to a close grip bench press where you work up to 90 for 9 by one and then move on to your accessories. For a dynamic effort upper body day, you don't necessarily have to do the bench press. You could do a 10 by 2 floor press and work on your speed from, you know, that halfway mark that using utilizing the floor you know it only it limits you to going down halfway it doesn't limit you it doesn't allow you to go all the way down to your chest so work on that motion and work on getting fast with that motion you know so and then same goes for uh dynamic effort lower you know work on if you did max effort with a safety squat bar box squat and you worked up to 90% of your max on a safety squat bar box squat then on your dynamic day maybe just work on a regular box squat and work on your speed with that and then you know um so Let's talk about timing, right? Because your first two max effort lift days are your max effort upper and lower. And that's the first two days of the week that you'll be working out. We try to split it up to where there's 72 hours in between you doing an upper body day, whether it's max effort or dynamic effort. And we try to split it up between... 72 hours with a dynamic effort and a max effort or lower body day so if you go in and hit max effort upper on monday rest day tuesday wednesday you come in you do max effort lower right there that's 72 hours right or pretty close to Go in on Thursday, you know, after the day after you hit max effort lower, hit dynamic effort upper on Thursday, and then skip Friday, come in on a Saturday, give yourself that 72 hours in between lower body day, and hit the dynamic effort lower body. A lot of the problems I see with this is... Oh, with my job, I'm not able to give myself, I'm not able to go in on a Saturday and work out. I'm not able to, um, I'm not able to work out on Monday, you know. Okay. So instead of. Instead of moving things around and kind of scrunching them together, try to spread them out and start on a day that you know you can work out and then look at the schedule and be like, okay, well, if I can't start on Monday, what about Tuesday? 
you know, Tuesday I have the morning shift. And then Wednesday or Thursday I have the morning shift. So I'll do my max effort lower on Thursday. I'll do my max effort upper on Tuesday. So Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday I can come in and hit my dynamic effort upper. And then Sunday I can come in and hit my dynamic effort lower. Whatever it might is, you or whatever it might be, you might have to cut out a day. Maybe you're not going to be able to hit a max effort um, upper body day. Okay, so now you're only working with max effort lower, dynamic effort up or dynamic effort upper, and dynamic effort lower. So just instead of doing both max effort upper and dynamic effort upper in the same week just work one just alternate the weeks so this week i was able to hit dynamic effort upper so next week i'm gonna have to hit max effort upper right but don't feel like you have to so in so it looked more like this right if you're one of those people that can only work out three days a week then hit dynamic upper give yourself a day's rest right come in do max effort lower give yourself one or two days rest preferably two and then hit your dynamic lower and then the week after that hit max effort upper give yourself a day's rest max effort lower sorry I'm talking very spread out it's because I'm writing it down and then give yourself again one or two days rest and then come in and hit your dynamic lower Once you have done that, then you can switch it up to where, okay, the, the next week after my second week, so the third week, the third week, you can come in and hit max effort upper, max effort lower and then dynamic effort upper so what this is allowing you to do right so I have two I have 
three a total of three weeks in front of me that I've written down. Right? I can only work out three days a week and I'm trying to use conjugate method that typically wants you to have four days a week. So the first week, I'm not going to be able to hit both days of upper body. I'm only going to be able to hit one. So I'm going to do dynamic upper, max lower, dynamic lower. Second week, max effort upper, max effort lower, dynamic effort lower. Third week, max effort upper, max effort lower, dynamic effort upper. Right? Because what that's going to let you do is it's going to let you work out for those three days, but each week you're always going to be you're going to be behind on something each week. So the first week you might not be able to hit the max effort upper body day, but you hit dynamic upper body day, max effort lower and dynamic lower. And then the second week you make up for missing max effort upper body the first week. You know, so you're just switching dynamic effort to max effort on the second week. And then on the third week, now you're just taking out dynamic effort lower and you're working max effort upper and dynamic effort upper all in the same week. And then on that fourth week, you get rid of the max effort lower and you throw in the dynamic effort lower and then you just rerun it. Your gains aren't going to be that dramatic and you could even do it to where you're only really suffering in the upper body lifts to where you just cycle dynamic upper and max upper every week. But what that's going to do is it's going to you're going to get strong as hell in your legs, but you're going to be missing out on your upper body. You'll still you'll still make slight improvements, but you know, you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So if you can only work out 3 days a week, you got to pick which one you got you're going to work on. You know, and if you go by month, it's even easier because you can, at the end of that month, you can see where you're at and be like, okay, my squat took a massive jump. So now I really need to work on incorporating both max effort lower or max effort upper and dynamic effort upper all in the same week for the next month so I can try and get some gains in my upper body. But... Um, yeah, that's, that's how you would work around any kind of, um, obstacles when it comes to your routine time. Um, but like I said, it's doable. You just got to take the initiative to go out there and be like, okay, well, how do I fix this? You know? And, you know, when it comes to conjugate method, go out there and educate yourself, please. 
if you're feeling weak in your triceps, then look up tricep exercises for power lifters. Get on Elite FTS and comb through the various videos that they have where they're pinpointing certain muscle groups. It will help you, I promise. Um, so the next thing we got to talk about is what you're doing with that recovery time. I've heard crazy things. <laughs> I've heard lifters say some crazy, what they do with their recovery time. And it all depends. Are you preparing for a meet that's a year out? Are you preparing for a meet that's six months out? Are you preparing for a meet that's a month out? What are what are we looking at situational wise? Like because that also has everything to do with your what you should be doing with your recovery. If you are training for a meet, right? You obviously fall into a weight class. If you are having trouble gaining weight to get up to the weight class that you want to be in because that can be an issue stop walking walk is let walk as little as possible if that means you have to go to work and you work in a factory and you have to just stand there you know or walk super slow man walk super slow try to um and if if work forces you to do that cardio that's making you lose the weight that you need to have on your body for this meat then without having to put any kind of leave days in before like two weeks before so you can gain that weight just eat you you can literally Eat whatever you want. You're in a perfect position, right? Obviously, don't eat so much to where now you're too heavy for your weight class. You know, something that you got to monitor. But eat hearty foods. Eat your fucking meats and your carbs. You know, that will help you gain the most weight. And sodium, um, salt. Salt helps store water in the body and keep it hydrated, i.e. water weight. So make sure you're salting your food. Don't go out there and pour a mountain of salt on your steak. But eat, put some salt, put some seasoning on there, and drink some water. That, that water weight will help you make weight come day of the meat. So... Um, you know, I don't advise, if you're a month out, I don't, that last two weeks, anywhere from a week to two weeks, I really don't advise you working out. And the reason why is because it's fatigue. It's all fatigue, you know, and the last thing you want to do is get to your meet and bomb a bench press because you were fatigued. So, what I like to do, and I've done this, is I will go to the gym 
and I will work on barbell work. Just me and the barbell, and I'll just be sitting there, and if there's a mirror, I'll use a mirror. I'll be working on my squat form just to make sure that I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I'm comfortable with the natural feeling of what I think is depth, right? And I just work on that. I work on getting comfortable there. You know, I don't put any weight on the bar. It's proven effective because some t like there's been a meet where I didn't prepare at all. And I just kind of sat around that week and didn't do anything. And I <laughs> I went into the meet and just having the bar in my hands on a bench press felt weird. So go in there, go into the gym, do a little bit of barbell work um, with the bench press and squat. Um, you can even do very light dumbbell work where you're just working on the same um, bench press motion. And then stretch. Stretching is important because if you're coming off, you know, the week before and you completed the full week and now you only got one week where you can prep, your body is recovering, your muscles are recovering from fatigue, so they're, t they're tight. Get them stretched a little bit, you know. Get, get a nice stretch, do, look up online some stretches to do um, for your shoulders and your joints um, because now I don't want you going into a meet feeling all loosey-goosey because I've done that where I've done nothing but stretch the whole week and I go into a meet and my I'm feeling really good, you know, my muscles are nice and loose and I just feel very free flowing with with every motion that I make as little as walking you know and I go in there and I put 400 pounds on my back and I'm just like oh wow that feels heavy so stretching helps but don't do too much stretching stretch Stretch to the point where you're like, okay, I feel good. I feel like I could get under a barbell right now and hit my PR, or at least try to, you know. Um, but, yeah, this this program, you know, conjugate programming in itself is not hard, you know. When it comes to accessories... You can do whatever accessories you want. Pick. You want to keep them same for that week. Or fairly the same. If you're hitting a dumbbell floor press on a max effort upper body day. Then you might want to hit a dumbbell floor press on a dynamic effort upper body day. But that next week. You can switch to. Fucking. Dumbbell flies, you know, work your chest a little more. But 
the sky's the limit with accessories. Just don't overdo the accessories. That's that's where it's just like, okay, well, why are you injured? Well, I strained a muscle doing um, dumbbell flies. Well, if you strained it, then now you have to be really careful not to tear it. And, you know, I... I do not advise doing any kind of bench press for at least a week if you strain the pectoral muscle um, just to give it that week of recovery and just letting it heal properly and then see how you feel with just a barbell in your hands afterwards. But people don't use the conjugate method enough and they some people have never heard of it and that's why i made these two episodes was to introduce it show you how it's programmed and tell you how to program it yourself because as long as you understand the concept you can program it yourself and you can keep plug and playing with it if one month you're hitting nine by one bench press for max effort the next month you could do a 10 by 1 or a 12 by 1, you know, or instead of doing bench press on a max effort upper body day, do like a close grip or a pin press, you know, something. Like so I know this one was pretty short, but I'm hoping we have reached my objective for this episode, which is to get you independent novice beginner level power lifters strength lifters whatever you might be to understand the benefits of conjugate and at the same time how to program it yourself because if you go online right you're gonna have to pay for this but if you go on youtube you've got multiple videos of multiple dudes explaining how to program it if you can understand what they're saying in that video of, on how to program it, then that means you can program it in your own way. If you can program it in your own way, guess what? You just got a program that people are out there selling for $35 a month for free. You know? So, and that's the whole objective of this um, episode like I said get you guys to understand how this works how to program it so you can get it for free because if you can get it for free then that means you're not getting you're not coughing up $35 a month for a program that somebody is writing up and you can go out there you know, and you're paying an extra $15 with that subscription for all these things that you don't need or want, you know, this allows you to be like, okay, I can just get my notebook out and jot down a program, you know. So, anyway, I'm going to cut it short here, right? And this is one of my shorter episodes. I understand that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if questions didn't get answered. Um, but at the same time, you got to educate yourself. 
if you have those those questions take them to the internet the internet will provide you with the answer if you comb through it and look for it because that's what I've been doing and it's been working right so anyway I'm going to be signing off here right but just remember live strong get strong and keep grinding have a good one